The Bible says my king is the king of the Jews. He's a king of Israel. He's a king of righteousness. He's a king of the ages. He's the king of heaven. He's a king of glory. He's the king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. That's my king. I wonder, do you know him? My king is a sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him? He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He is the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient savior. I wonder if you know him today. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captive. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. He rewards the diligent. And he beautifies the meek. I wonder if you know him. He's the key to knowledge. He's the wellspring of wisdom. He's the doorway of deliverance. He's the pathway of peace. He's the roadway of righteousness. He's the highway of holiness. He's the gateway of glory. Do you know him? Well, his life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. And his yoke is easy. And his burden is light. I wish I could describe him to you. Yes, he's indescribable. He's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. You can't get him out of your mind. You can't, you can't get him off of your hands. You can't outlive him and you can't live without him. Well, the Pharisees couldn't stand him, but they found out they couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him. And the grave couldn't hold him. Yeah! That's my king. That's my king. Amen. You're listening to the Real Men Talk Podcast, brought to you by the Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Now here are your hosts, Anthony Crenat and Craig Reynolds. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Real Men Talk. Today, we've got a very special episode that we're excited to discuss with you about Jesus. Yeah, man, you know, Easter's approaching us, and, uh, you know, this is one of the this is hands down the most important message, uh, whether, you know, whether it's behind a pulpit, whether it's on a podcast, regardless, you know, we, we discuss a lot of different topics, but ultimately at the end of the day, it all comes back to Jesus, him born of a virgin, lived this earth. He was crucified, uh, buried, resurrected, uh, and he rose, rose again from the dead and he's coming back. Ultimately, that is the central point of everything we do, everything of our being, everything that we are made of, it all comes back to Christ. That's right. And it, it, the focal point of everything that we believe in, you yeah. know, it, Jesus Jesus is, is the reason we do anything. Yeah. You, you know, the... Um, uh, the the love of Christ that that goes through us our ministries everything everything revolves around him yeah everything you know and um 
And today we really want to to get into not only who Jesus is, but what Jesus did during his life here on earth and and what he's done for us as a sinful and fallen uh, people. Yes. Yes. You know, first off, <laughs> we have to understand that God, that Jesus was 100% God mm-hmm. and he was 100% man. Um, he was sent here by a virgin birth. Yes. Uh, which is crucial. Um, we have to understand that because he could not be of a lineage of a man. No. Because sin. Uh, it's what separated us from God. It is what separated us, uh, us from God. But it is, it's um, it's what's passed down right. from man from to man. From the father to the kid, yeah. It, yes. And therefore, there could not be, Jesus could only be birthed from uh, to a, a virgin by the Holy Spirit, right? You know, uh, and so the, these are these are very crucial points that we have to understand. We've got to know. We've got to, uh, it, and it represents who Jesus is because Jesus was without sin, right? Yeah, his entire ministry, his entire life, everything that he did, everything that he uh, uh, represents is all sinless. Uh, and because of that sinless, that's the only reason why he could be the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, uh, you know, Romans five and 19 brings, you know, some, some clarity to what we were just talking about. You know, it says for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many were made right, will be made righteous, you know, talking about Adam's sin, you know, through his disobedience, you know, and, and from that disobedience, it's passed on to us, you know, and in and of ourselves, there's nothing we can do, you know, to make ourselves right. But Jesus coming in that, that light, uh, That's right. but you know, one thing I, I always love about scripture, uh, whether it's old Testament to new is it always confirms itself. Right. Uh, Isaiah, 7 and 14, you know, talking about the virgin birth, you know, it says, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Uh, Then you go to Matthew, this is New Testament, Matthew 1 and 23, and it says, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. You know, and if you look at the timeline of when the prophet Isaiah wrote his, and then when Matthew wrote his, it's hundreds upon hundreds. Right. Like, was it, I think, seven, is it 700 years, roughly? Uh, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of years there between the you two. You know, of them. I mean, we're not, we're not talking just like 50 years. I mean, it's, it's, it's right. centuries. And, you know, the Bible always does it, it always confirms it. And that just shows you that, you know, Christ from the very beginning, it was always the plan for him to come to this earth. Right. You know, it was always God, the father's plan to send his son, you know, and scripture always confirms that. And that's just, that it's just clarification of the, of the, of the, the authenticity of, of, uh, the word of, of how, uh, magnificent our God is, how he will, I mean, to the T, you know, the fulfillment of his, the coming of his son. Yes. You know, it, it just, it blows my mind. You know, and it's amazing, you know, you talk about, you know, like the, the confirmation of the word uh, in and of itself, you know, you, you look through the, uh, the Old Testament and all the prophecies that, that were, that were told about Jesus, um, G and this is, this is mind boggling to me because there, there are a certain set of people, um, who don't believe in the New Testament. They only believe in the Old Testament. They don't believe that, that you know, you well, you look like Jews. You, you know, they only believe in the Old Testament. And, you know, but the Jesus himself, okay, out of all the prophecies that were fulfilled in, in the Old Testament, or that were told in the Old Testament, Jesus fulfilled over 300 by himself. Oh, yeah. There, there were over 300 prophecies, and I heard a mathematician talking about this one time. It was fascinating. But he was talking about the the, the probability <clears throat> when you go through and you break down all these all these prophecies and all this stuff uh, of Jesus. He said, he said the probability of Jesus fulfilling eight prophecies, you know, because like you said, there were prophecies that were, that were foretold hundreds and hundreds and hundreds oh, yeah. of years prior to the life of Jesus. You know, we know for a fact between Malachi and 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 
Matthew, there are 400 years there just alone. You yeah. know, and so, you know, you have hundreds and hundreds of years uh, before these prophecies were fulfilled. He said that the odds of eight of those uh, of those prophecies being fulfilled would be the same as if you covered the state of Texas two feet deep with quarters. Yeah. And then you took one quarter and you painted it red and placed it anywhere in the state and then jumped out of an airplane blindfolded and landed on that quarter. Yeah. Eight prophecies. That's the odds of of completing eight prophecies. And Jesus fulfilled 300 plus yeah. prophecies just through his life. You know, and, and it is, it's mind-boggling. You know, you, t- you talk about, like we were talking about you, uh, the Bible confirming itself and and seeing seeing the, the, the life of Jesus and, and the way that it just confirmed everything, all of God's plan. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll, I'll tell you one that'll really blow your mind and for for time and everything. And it's a lot of reading. I won't read it, but just go read Psalms 22, the whole chapter. Right. And you read what David, and I'm talking, you're talking probably a thousand years before Christ was or more or more before he came to the earth. And I mean, he, he, he does word for word. I mean, it's not just, I mean, he says the actual words that Christ himself said when he was being crucified right i mean word for word i mean you can't you can't believe in coincidence and things like that when it comes to the word of god right because it'll it'll prove you wrong every time right i mean the word of god is infallible it is powerful it is alive it is active you know yes it is the power of god unto salvation you know it is mind-blowing it is life-changing and, uh, you know, Isaiah 53 and 5, it's one we like to quote a lot, and it's a powerful one. This itself was about 700 years before Christ. And, you know, and, uh, Prophet Isaiah describes the the things that, that our, you know, our Lord and Savior went through. You know, he said, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. That's right. You know, I mean, just the amount of detail, it just shows that, you know, there's, you know, I, I've read this once. It says, you know, there's so many thousand different religions, but there, there's only one empty tomb. That's you know, right. Buddha, you can go find where, or, you know, where you know where he's buried. You can go find him. You know, Muhammad, you can go find where he's at. But there's no tomb for Christ. Why? He's risen. That's right. You know, he's alive and he's coming back. You know, That's man, right. that gives me hope. That gives me glory. Absolutely. You know, and you look at what Jesus did through his life. Yeah, you, you, the the ministry, the healings, the uh, you, you know what Jesus did with twelve people. Oh man, turn the world upside down. You know, I mean, I mean, and almost literally, you know, he he shook the very foundations of everything that that we believe, Jews and Gentiles alike. Oh yeah, you, you know, and he through his ministry, he had he had one purpose. I don't want to say one purpose, but his his part was to glorify God. Oh yeah. He, yeah. to, to glorify God and to bring atonement for our sins. Yeah. That, that was his, his goal on earth. He knew, he knew coming to, to this earth, humbling himself and coming to this earth, what he was going to have to endure, what he was going to have to do, and still yet he pushed all the way through it. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, we were uh, talking before uh, recording today, and, you know, I know you and I were talking about Anthony, you know, just in, in the book of John. And the one thing about the gospel of John that I like is, you know, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, you know, or what we would call the synoptic gospels. You know, they're basically, they, they tell almost the exact same story. You know, right. and John does too, but he, he does it from a different perspective. And he, he actually tells more that, you know, you don't see in the other gospels, you know, right. other, other things. So it makes it very unique. You know, he, that's what I love about the gospel of John is, you know, he really focuses on Jesus as the son of God, right? The, the deity of Christ, who he was, his, his, his God nature, yeah. you know, and I was looking at just throughout the book of John and these stories are in other, the other gospels as well. But, you know, you look at John, uh, chapter, uh, two, uh, and it, it's Jesus. It's his first miracle, turning water into wine at the, you know, in, uh, the wedding in uh, Cana of Galilee. Mm-hmm. You know, then John chapter four, Jesus healed a royal official's son, uh, and then you, in in Capernaum. And then you look at uh, he, he in John chapter five, he heals a para- paralytic man at the pool of Bethesda. 
uh, feeds 5,000 in John chapter 6. He walks on water in John chapter 6. Uh, he healed a blind man who was blind from birth in John chapter 9. Raises Lazarus from the dead in uh, John chapter 11. And I love what John says at the end, the very end of his gospel, of his recordings of Christ. He says, and there are so also so many other things that Jesus did, which it if they were written by one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. Right. And that's how he ends his gospel. That's amazing. And I mean that the, that the, there, he, there's not enough books in the world that could contain what Jesus did on this time in 33 years. And you got to think he didn't even, it, it wasn't 33 years of ministry. That was only three. Cause right. he didn't start his ministry till he was 30. 30 right. I mean, in that amount of time, this is what he did, yep. all to glorify his father. Yep. It's amazing. And to bring atonement for our sins. Yes. Uh, it, it is. It, it's absolutely fascinating. The, um, the way Jesus fulfilled, not, not only fulfilled the prophecies and, and not only healed everybody, but, but his, his humility. You, you know, we're, we're talking about, yes, Jesus was, was God. Okay. Or Jesus was man. Yeah. Jesus was 100% God. He, his deity is what sets him apart from everybody else. He he chose. He chose to be here. He yeah. chose to, to to walk through walk through this life. He chose to be tempted. He chose to uh, to to take on the sin of this world, yeah. um, and to uh, ultimately crucifixion. Yeah, you know and that's that's where it, it led him to, and the the. The, the process of him getting there, the, the three the three years of his ministry that we see oh, yeah. between the, the beginning of his baptism with John the Baptist to to the, the 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 last words written in John, or actually you go into to the Book of Acts and you mm -hmm. see you know his ascension and he, everything that he fulfilled. There was such humility, there was such passion, such love that, that just bled from him constantly. Oh yeah, constantly. Oh, well, you know it's crazy because you look at he knew his time was coming to to be taken up, you know, crucified. He knew what was coming, but what was one of the last things he did with his disciples before he washed their feet? Right, showed the ultimate sign of you know of being humble, of being a, a servant leader. I mean, he washed his feet. Right. And, you know, that, man, when I read that, you know, that, that just touches my heart, you know, that, you know, man, here he is, you know, got, got everything getting ready to come against him, but you know what, he's going to do this. It, it was the most intimate, most personal thing that he could do. The greatest sign of love, you know, I mean, there, it's something that you see at weddings. Sometimes some couples decide to do that at their weddings, you know, it's just a sign of intimacy. It's a sign of you know, like Josh Reasons has said into his uh, in a sermon before. You know, intimacy. It's it literally means into me see. You know, right? You know that that deep connection, and you know, knowing that everything was coming his way, he chose to do that. That's right. It's amazing. It is amazing. It's it. It's so humbling for us to to see the what Jesus went through. I mean, even even in his life. Okay, oh, yeah. so prior to prior to his crucifixion and, and the 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 prayer at Gethsemane and, and and all that stuff, the the things that he endured from from the Pharisees and the Sadducees oh, and the people, you know, uh, the, you want to talk about somebody who knows real heart, who knows real pain, who knows rejection, you know, and yet he chose, he still chose to die for everybody. Oh yeah, you, you know, yeah. and in in spite. Of their sin, of our sins. That's right. You know, you you know to to be that spotless lamb. You, yeah. you know the the you know, and I go back to to atonement to to atone for our sins to 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 wash away to forgive us of our sins. You know, a people who who he knew would continually and consistently fail him. Yeah, man. He still chose to to walk that path without any sin. Without any, you know, without any, uh, without looking back, he he didn't. It, it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, he did. He did it willingly. Yeah, and it wasn't that he wasn't tempted to sin because it says he was tempted and tried in every way as we are. That's right. And you know, it says the Bible describes in 
in the in all the gospels that you know he was driven by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted and tried by the devil for 40 days and for 40 40 nights you know and he he went through those tests he went through those trials but you know he did that to show us that he did it and that we can do it too that's right you know and that you know he he's with us every step of the way every step man it's it's just it's mind-blowing you know uh to think of the goodness and and the mercy and the love of christ you know that he pours out on us you know like say even when we don't deserve it you know i think about uh you know when christ was they they brought him for questioning you know he's standing before Pilate. you know and it was in their custom to to release a uh to release a prisoner you know Mm -hmm. and the people chose a man who was a notorious murder barabbas right you know over christ and i think man you know we're barabbas that's right. You know, we That's were exactly we were guilty. We deserved it, but he took our place. That's right. And 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 man, it, you can't even wrap your mind around that kind of love. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to talk about the crucifixion and and, and burial and resurrection of Jesus. Get ready to experience an unforgettable weekend full of food, fellowship, competitions, and the anointed Word of God. Come be a part of the annual Real Men Rally, May 20th and 21st at the Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Come expecting a mighty move of God Friday night at 6 p.m. with international speaker, author, and the founder of Revival Makers, Tony Suarez. All his power, all of his might, because he filled you with the Holy Ghost, and now his name is on your life, and because of the name you have access to the inheritance that belongs to the name of Jesus. I'm going to stop right here and say thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Ghost. On Saturday, come have breakfast with us at 8 a.m., followed by a dynamic session from Pastor Joe Dobbins of the Twin Rivers Worship Center in St. Louis, Missouri. Worship provided by the Palace of Praise Worship Team. Gather up your friends and be a part of this memorable weekend. Tickets for this event are just $20 in advance or $25 at the door. Buy your tickets today in person at the Real Men Rally booth in the church foyer or online at realmenrally.com. For group rates, please contact the church at 573-785-4232 or by email, contact us at palaceofpraise.com. Real Men Rally 2022 featuring Tony Suarez, Joe Dobbins, and the Palace of Praise worship team Friday night, May 20th, and Saturday, May 21st at the Palace of Praise. If you want to be part of the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss modern, hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcoming common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. You're invited to come be a part of the discussion. Welcome back to Real Men Talk. We're talking about Jesus, um, and we've talked about his life and his ministry and his birth, and and we're going to get into his crucifixion and death and resurrection because that tomb is empty. Yes, Hallelujah. Yeah, that's the that's the the best news that this world has ever heard is that the tomb is empty. Uh, Matthew twenty eight and six says, "He is not here, for he is risen." As he said, "Come see the place where the Lord lay." Uh, you know, that was right. the, the first Easter, greatest day ever, you know, right. but, uh, you know, we can't negate what, what he did before that. That's uh, right, man. The, the amount of, of pain, the amount of, uh, of persecution, the amount of, uh, humiliation that he went, went through, um, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, we see, especially in our, in our culture, you know, we, we see these symbols of crosses and, it's something you know we wear around our neck on necklaces. We see it on every church building. It's almost As, celebra- It's almost worshipped. Almost, yeah. And you know, but and we should have that symbol. You know, we should, but we should also have the remembrance of what it represents. That's right. You know, that cross. It didn't represent something glorious. It represented something shameful. Shameful. It represented something that brought humility, not just to the person that was being killed, who was it was a criminal's cross. Right. You know, it, it didn't just bring shame, then brought shame to their whole family, right. you know, and, 
and the the amount of pain you know you the 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 whipping that he went through you know of the cat of nine tails you know we we don't think of those things you know we see these these drawings and these you know light uh depictions and illustrations of the crucifixion it was the most gruesome thing you could ever see that's right you know when when you come when you talk about the crucifixion you know in the time in which christ was crucified the romans did not they didn't create crucifixion Mm. okay They, they were not they didn't create crucifixion but they perfected it right yeah and at that point in time when jesus was crucified it was the most brutal act uh it was it like you said, it represented shame. It represented the the worst of the worst of people were crucified. Yeah, and Jesus was innocent. Yeah, and yet he still bore, and even even not only bore the the cross, but they they did that in such a fashion of of um, of mockery, the crown of thorns, yeah. and you know the the cat of nine tails over and over oh, and man. over, uh, you, you know. And to beating him to the point where he couldn't even carry his cross anymore. Yeah, he was beat beyond recognition. Yeah, you, you know, the people spitting his face and pulling his beard and punching him and, and mocking him. The same exact people who just days before were laying down palm leaves for him to for his donkey to ride in on. And praising him, yeah. Praising him as the as the as the sent Messiah. You know, but yeah, I, I tell you probably the most the the, the most uh, amazing part to to see as you read through through all this and it, it is him in Gethsemane, yeah, the Garden of Gethsemane. You know when he's he's praying before God and he's like, God, if 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 I can pass, if this cup can pass me over, please let it be. Yeah, but let your will be done. Right. Yeah. He 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 was submissive. The, and it's such a beautiful picture of love. Oh man. And submission to to the Father, yeah. just as we should submit to the Father, right? You know, yeah. and and that that scene that the this this picture that it paints, you know, Jesus weeping and and so he knew he knew he knew what was coming, he knew the pain that was coming in, in crucifixion. It was no, I'm sure Jesus at this time had seen. Probably hundreds of crucifixions. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, yeah. he, he's thirty three years old. It was nothing uncommon at this time. Yeah, you know, he he'd probably seen hundreds of it. He knew probably every single time he walked by a crucifixion. Could you imagine what went through his mind as oh, as man. as a man? Oh yeah, like oh man, that's my fate. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna have to endure that. That agonizing pain. I'm gonna have to go through that. Yeah. The- and so when he got to the garden, he knew what was coming. Yeah. He had seen it. The nails in the hand, the nails in the feet, you know, the the beating. And, you know, you, you look at, you know, we go back to, you know, say the, the whipping, you know, the cat of nine tails, you know, and they would take the these rocks and these bone and they it would be sharp as razor. Jars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah anything they could. And it would be so sharp objects on the end of this whip. And everything it did, it would hit, you know, human flesh. It would grab onto it and pull chunks you know, flesh, meat, whatever. And and this, he took, it was 39 times he was hit with this thing, is what scripture says. Most people didn't even survive it. No, and he did. 39 times, I mean, you, you study into that, I mean, the inner parts of him was, was visible. Was exposed, you yes. Know, you know, I'm talking the ribs, the, the intestine, everything. I mean, that that is horrible, you know. But, you know, through all of it, through being punched, being spit on, being his beard being plucked through all the even the hands and the the nails in his hands and feet when they were doing he, the ones that were condemning him and saying, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Yeah, I could imagine. I couldn't imagine bearing that much pain. Yeah. You know, that that kind of of uh, of torment that that he had to have gone through mm. not only not only physically but mentally oh man you know to watch these people that you know that you're dying for oh yeah do and mock and and the things that they did to him you know stripping naked and selling his clothes and the mockery and the the vinegar in the mouth and and all the i mean just the, the, i mean it was pure hate yeah and then on top of it the the thing i think hurt him the most wasn't the beating, 
It wasn't the nails in the hand and in the feet. It was when he had to feel the separation of his father. They, the one he had been with from the beginning, from the very beginning, he felt God the Father set, depart from him for that moment. And he right. said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know, he had to he had to feel the separation of the Father so we never would. That's right. He had to be the ultimate sacrifice. Yep. We, we don't, we take that for granted. You know, we, we do these things, you know, and, and a lot of times we've all been guilty of it. We, we, we abuse grace, you know, we'll, oh, we'll it so doesn't much. matter, you know, God will forgive me. I'm going to go do this anyway. And, you know, but we, we know God's still there when we come back. Right. Christ had to feel him separated, yep. you know, and, and man, I cannot, I mean, the amount of gratitude, you know, uh, Apostle Paul said, you know, Romans 12, you know, I beseech you there, or, uh, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. You know, mm-hmm. when I, when I hear what Christ did, when I think about what Christ did and I, I really ponder it, you know, that's the least I can do. You know, Paul even goes on to say for this is your reasonable service, you know, mm-hmm. with everything that's in inside of me, you know, everything, you know, I'm going to go out, I'm going to serve the Lord with everything I can, you know, whether it's helping clean up the church, whether it's going out and ministering at a funeral, I don't care everything I can because of what he did on that day. That's right. Until I draw my last breath on this earth and I wake up in glory, I'm serving the Lord. That's right. Oh man, that's just, it's so humbling. You know, and you, and you look at that verse, it says, it says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for us. Yeah. While we were yet sinners, it wasn't like we had, had chosen to come to him first. Yeah. You know, he took that step of of love first. Yeah. To show us the to, to atone for our sins, to, to 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 remove, you know, and we don't have time to get into it, but the the the, the rituals that that took place prior to, you know, the sacrifices and all these things, the the sacrificing of the of the animals and the lambs and stuff like that prior to Jesus was only capable of pushing sin back. Yeah. You know, the only Jesus, only Jesus could forgive and wash away. Only the blood of Jesus yeah. could wash away those sins. Oh yeah. Man. You know, he took on all the sins prior to him. Yeah. All of the sins coming bef- after him and bore them upon himself. For us, yeah, you know it, it's it's so humbling. It's 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 such a hard, hard concept because oh. it is for for us as as a sinful man. You realize when you, when you come to realize who you really are and how sinful we really are, oh, and man. what Jesus really did for us on that cross that day. Yeah, you know it's it, it's. It, it hurts. It oh. hurts to know that that I am I'm that bad, mm. and Jesus is that much love. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and I can it, that I can only find grace because of what He did. Yeah. Yeah, because like we've said, in and of ourselves, we can't do it. No. You know, one verse that always uh, sticks out to me, man, it just touches touches my heart and blesses me every time I read it is uh, Hebrews 12 and 2, and it says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of, at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, I, I read that, vo- that, that, that verse, and every time, you know, it says, For the joy that was set before him, you know, he counted his joy to go in our place. To, to go through the pain, to go through the struggle, to take the nails, to take the crown of thorns placed on his head, all of that. You know, and I sit and I think about that. And I'm like, man, you know, and, you know, he was 100% man, 100% God, you know, while on that cross, you know, he had the capacity to think of all of us, all the sins that, you know, he was dying for. Every person that, that was alive before him during that time and to come, he was dying for the sins. And, you know, and also he had the capacity to think of us as individuals. Right. You know, he knew one day, Craig, you know, uh, there's going to be a young man. There's going to be two guys, three guys. You know, there's going to be a guy named Craig Reynolds, Anthony Cronut, Steve Seawright. They're going to be doing, a, you know, a podcast spreading my message, you know. And, you know, I'm dying for their sins right now, you know. Yep. I'm, I'm dying so they can be saved. And, you know, the beauty of it is he gives us the choice. He doesn't make us serve him. Right. He gives us the choice if we want to accept him or not. 
you know right. you get into you, absolutely you know the the free will um you know just as Jesus freely went to the cross we freely accept his gift you know it's never it was never meant to um uh, be forced upon us it was never meant because if it's force it's not love no yeah just as you know if Jesus was forced to be on that cross it wouldn't be real love he chose to be there yeah he chose to do that and just as 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 the true love from us that we freely love him that we that we choose to love him you know, what's what's the most heart-wrenching thing is that no matter how much you love him, you can only love him because he loved you first. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that, that's it. There is no, there is no, well, I, I love, I you know, uh, I, I love him because, you know, you know, all the, no, you can only love him because he loved you first. Yeah. That's it. There, there is no other option there. He loved us so much that he took on a, a, a flesh. Yeah. And died on that cross, you know. But the story doesn't end there. No, you, you know there there is good news. There's good news because as as important as it was for him to 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 die on that cross, the resurrection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what we celebrate Easter Easter morning is just as much love and just as much important as it is as anything else is because what that tells us is that we serve a living God. Oh yeah. We serve a God that is, is more than a conqueror. We serve a God that is, that is powerful and thriving and alive. You know, that tomb, that tomb is empty. Yeah. That tomb is empty. And there's no, there's no, I mean, what else do you do with that? Yeah. It was empty. Yeah. And one thing I want to point out too is, you know, we see the love of Christ, but, you know, I also want to point out the love of God, the father, you know, I, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a father, you know, but I have, you know, nieces and nephews and things, but, you know, I know you're a father, mm-hmm. you know, and I know that you, you wouldn't imagine giving your kids up for a sacrifice for anything. You would sacrifice yourself for them, right? but you wouldn't give them up for a sacrifice for yes. anything, but God, the father did. He gave his son, you know, the, the, the thing that was most precious to him, the thing that he loved the most, his son, right? He gave him up as a sacrifice for us, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that for whoever so, should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's right. You know, man, that is the gospel summed up into two verses right there. Absolutely. You know, that explains, but God, from the very beginning of, of it all, you know, knew you know knew yeah that he was going to do that one day you know we we talk about jesus you know and how how awful it was to be separated Mm. you know from god but could you imagine what what went through god's mind when he had to turn away oh man he had to look away the the anguish that he would you know not only not only of the pain but the sin that was bore upon him that day yeah you know and it's nothing that we can ever comprehend you know because we serve such a, a majestic and powerful God, you know, just like in Revelation says, you know, saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was, who is, and who is to come, you know, mm-hmm. and we read those, we don't think about it, you know, that's every time the angels circle around the throne of God, they get a new revelation of who he is, right? you know, that you never, you never know God fully because there's always something more that you, you've never seen, That's right. you know, for an eternity that never ends, right? you know, there is no beginning and there is no end to yep. who God is. We can't even fathom. Yeah. And here we are, you know, the, this little speck right. on, on the radar. That, I mean, it, but yet he sent his son to die for us. Just a little speck on the radar. Yep. You know, I, I heard it put like this that, you know, have you, ever, have you ever watched a movie and there's always those in-between scenes that they're like 15 seconds long and you see these people walking by. That's the only time you ever see them. Yeah. You know, you've got like a two-hour movie. You'll see them for like a second, you, you know, just walk across the screen. In, in the timeline, that's who we are. Oh, yeah. That, that's, that's, we're just that person you see walk across the screen for a second. That's, that's our, the span of our life, mm. you know, in, yeah. in, in the timeline. And yet Christ died. Christ cared so much and loved us so much that he he chose to die yeah on that cross you know and and then and then was was then resurrected yeah 
you know, and and come come boldly. You you know, I mean, he not, not only do we serve a loving and 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 humble and majestic and amazing, graceful God, but a powerful, yeah, powerful. You know, one that nothing of this earth can hold him yeah. because he's the creator of this earth. Yeah. You know, and and the the power that comes with that is so amazing. It's mm. it, it's it, it really you just can't really wrap your mind around it. It's hard to find words for. Oh yeah. You know, and uh you know, I, I just feel like uh, you know, it's appropriate that we do this on this podcast. Um you know, one of the greatest, or not one, with the greatest decision you can make in your life uh, is securing your eternal place in heaven and accepting Jesus Christ into your hearts. Absolutely. And making him Lord of your life, you know, and, it, and that just goes beyond saying a prayer. That means walking it out, you know, right. and serving him wholeheartedly for the rest of your life, you know, completely turning away from a life of sin. And, um, and you know, I, I just want to, I just want to read a few, few more verses. Um, one more is, uh, Ephesians one and seven. It says in him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Uh, Romans 10 and nine through 10 says that if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved for with the heart. One believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Um, Acts four and 12, I'm going to pull it up. Um, it says that nor is there salvation any other for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Uh, it is only through Jesus Christ that you can be saved. It's not through anyone else. It's not anyone that you choose that you desire, but it is through Christ alone, through faith alone, through grace alone. That's right. And, um, and we want to extend that to you today. And, uh, Anthony, do you have something to say? Well, you know, we, we have to understand who we are. You know, Romans six twenty three says, For the wages of sin is death. Yes. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Yes. You know, and and there you we will live eternally one way or the other. Yeah. You know, we we can choose to reject the gift of God and send ourselves to hell. Cause that and that's that's what happens. God does not send us to hell. We choose. Mm-hmm. We choose to go to hell. Or we can accept that free gift that that Jesus bore for us of salvation and and choose to live for eternity with him. Yeah, that's right. You know, and, and um Romans 10, 9 and 10. Did you read that? Yeah. 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 You know, it, it's it's so it's so powerful. We we have to understand that that it's it's a free gift. Yeah. I mean it's it God Jesus made Jesus made Salvation is so simple yeah. for a reason, for a reason, because he he never he never wanted it to be complex. He never wanted it to be um, complicated or hard to understand or hard to do because it was a free gift. Yes, he is he is extending it to us at, at all times. He is always searching for us. He wants us to accept his free gift, and yes. he made it so easy. Confess with your mouth. Yeah. And believe. believe. Yeah. That's that's it. Sometimes we have such a hard time wrapping our minds around that concept that, that you know, we, we want to do everything by works. We want to we be able to earn it. Yeah. And Jesus said, no. He said, I don't want you to earn it. You yeah. can't earn it. You, you know, you, you can't. Your, your righteousness is nothing. Yeah, it's filthy as rags, is yes. what the Bible says. You know, and when you, when you talk about, you, you know, filthy as rags, you know, what, what that meant. Yeah. You know, look it up for yourself. But yeah. it, what that meant, it, it's, it, it's mind-boggling. Yeah. You know, that our righteousness is, is equated to that, and yet he extends a free gift of salvation to us. Yeah, I mean— he paid it all. You know, it it really it cost us nothing. It cost him everything. That's right. And you know, that that's what we uh we can't take away from that cuz when we try to start doing it on our own, that's exactly what we do. It's you exactly know, right. We 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 take from what he did on the cross. That's right. So at this moment, you know, we want to we want to extend this um this invitation to you uh to accept the Lord as Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Uh I'm going to I'm going to say a prayer. 
And if you're out there and you, uh, you know, you say that you've, you, you're tired of living the way you've been living, you're tired of running, you want uh, more, you know, you want to, you want to secure your place in heaven for eternity, uh, to turn away from a life of sin. Uh, I want you to just follow along with this prayer, you know, and mean it, mean it in your heart. Don't just say, it, but mean it in your heart. And dear gracious heavenly Father, I'm a sinner. I admit that I am in need of a savior. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins, was buried and resurrected on the third day. I believe that the same power that rose Jesus from the dead is alive and it can live in me as well. Father, I thank you for sending your son to die on the cross. Jesus, I thank you for washing me clean in your blood. I declare from this day forward that I make you Lord of my life and that I will follow you till the day that I go on to glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And, uh, and it's that simple. Yeah. It's that easy. Believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth. You know, and, and if you prayed that prayer today, don't keep that to yourself. Tell somebody. Tell us. Yeah. You know, we, we have an email Please. address, uh, realmen at palacepraise.com. Uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you message us. Let us know if this is if this is something that 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 you have have responded to. Something that that you know. Uh, uh, um, don't keep it to yourself. Tell some. Tell your loved ones. Let it be a witness to to everybody you encounter that Jesus Christ, not not anything else. Jesus Christ has changed your life. Yeah, and I, I just want to add, you know, don't stop here. You know, find a Bible believing church. You know, find a church. You know that that has the fundamental doctrine. Uh, to follow, you know, that believes in the Holy Trinity, that that believes in the gifts of the Holy Ghost, that 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 believes in the return of Christ is soon, you know, just in, in fundamental doctrine. You know, if you have questions on what to look for in a church, message us. We'll, we'll be glad to tell you what to look for and and uh, and help you find a church, you know. Um, and, and another one, one thing I want to follow up with is, is, you know, to, as far as being a witness of what what has taken place in your life follow up with water baptism. You know, it's yes. a, it's a, it's an outward expression of the inward work that happened. It doesn't save you. You're already saved. If you, if you say that prayer a minute wholeheartedly, uh, but it, it, it is a command. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew 28 and 19 through 20, he says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptize them in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you and lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the world. Uh, you know, find a church that, you know, that does that exact thing that baptizes in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost and and and, and be that outward expression of the inward work and that witness that's taken place and um and you know and, and get involved. You know, get into the word, get into time of prayer and and uh and get with like minded believers. That's right. You know, and if and if you can't find anybody, you message us. We'll make sure it gets done. Yeah, we, even we, if we got to go down the river, it'll ha- it will make sure it happens. Yes. Um, you know, and and I want to thank you guys again for for listening. And and I and I hope that you you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and, and the excitement that comes with it. Again, they, do not keep that to yourself. You know, water baptism. Tell tell everybody that you know because what has happened is miraculous. It is a free gift. It is love at, at its purest form. I want to thank you all uh, as always. I want to say a little prayer on top of on top of the prayer that we just said. Holy Spirit, teach us to, to be leaders of our homes, of our churches, and of our community. And teach us what it is to be a godly, courageous man. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by the Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you'd like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen at palaceofpraise.com. If you are a man ages 16 and up and would like to join the conversation, join us here at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. in room 400. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Services.
Get ready to experience an unforgettable weekend full of food, fellowship, competitions, and the anointed Word of God. Come be a part of the annual Real Men Rally, May 20th and 21st at the Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Come expecting a mighty move of God Friday night at 6 p.m. with international speaker, author, and the founder of Revival Makers, Tony Suarez. All his power, all of his might, because he filled you with the Holy Ghost, and now his name is on your life, and because of the name, you have access to the inheritance that belongs to the name of Jesus. I'm going to stop right here and say thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Ghost. On Saturday, come have breakfast with us at 8 a.m., followed by a dynamic session from Pastor Joe Dobbins of the Twin Rivers Worship Center in St. Louis, Missouri. Worship provided by the Palace of Praise Worship Team. Gather up your friends and be a part of this memorable weekend. Tickets for this event are just $20 in advance or $25 at the door. Buy your tickets today in person at the Real Men Rally booth in the church foyer or online at realmenrally.com. For group rates, please contact the church at 573-785-4232 or by email, contact us at palaceofpraise.com. Real Men Rally 2022 featuring Tony Suarez, Joe Dobbins, and the Palace of Praise worship team Friday night, May 20th and Saturday, May 21st at the Palace of Praise.